Hi everyone, um, welcome to another episode. Today I thought I would talk to you a little bit about healing and how love is such a powerful tool in healing ourselves and healing our relationships with others. Um, so I've been on a, a bit of a journey myself the last few years with healing. Um, <clears throat> I, I had this experience a couple of years back where I, I ended up in hospital with some abdominal um, infection and I was in hospital for about six days and when I woke up out of the anaesthetic and became aware enough to realise what had happened, um, I got this clarity of my life and I just saw all the little bumps and twists and turns and and points in my life where I felt regret and and I felt like oh gosh, I wish I'd worked that out. If I had died, that's what I would have felt bad about. And so over the last few years, I've just been trying to find any of those things where I felt regret or um, any kind of negative emotion really and just trying to forgive myself in those situations or forgive the other people in those situations or just just try and work it out, try and see it from other people's perspectives, try to um, work out <clears throat> what mistakes I made there or the my insensitivity or my uh, problem with understanding things or how my ego got in the way and uh, trying to work out how to make that healed and work it out, make it better. And it's been amazing. I can't tell you how awesome it is to feel like I'm kind of ironing out these bumps in my life. I, I, it makes me so excited. Every time it happens, it's so good what comes out of it that I just want to find more. I'm, I'm like looking for things to heal now. Um, and it's because it's just such a special thing. It, it just opens you up. If there's any anxiety in you or any worry or... Um, I mean, we've all got it, you know, all of us have something that'll <clears throat> trigger us, that makes us afraid or makes us um, angry or, or gives us any kind of negative emotion. Often we can trace that back to that first time that that thing happened. And it could be something that happened when we were at school or when we were a kid or when we were, you know, it could be anything. Um, and often it is something that happens when we're quite young because those are the, the first times that we experience those emotions and that's where we learn how to deal with these things. And so looking back to those times and, and trying to work out how we got into that sort of rut of a state of mind and trying to speak to ourselves in that moment and trying to understand the position of other people involved in those situations has, is really, really amazing. And um, it's all just a process of forgiveness, and um, and it's like it's like picking scabs. It's a kind of a gross analogy, but it's like there's these these wounds in us, these hurts that we have, and you've got to you've got to scratch off the top because it's gotten you know bad in there and it's still hurting, and you've got to get out the or any of the infection and the pus and the nastiness. You've got to clean it all out, and then you've got to let that heal properly. And, and that process of getting out all of the negativity, really, and, and releasing it has to be done 
through love. I like to think of love as like this antiseptic that heals everything. If you can work out how to love that situation better, that's that's the key to it. And by love, I don't mean letting people walk all over you. I don't mean condoning bad behaviour. Definitely not. Loving someone or sending love to a situation or loving yourself sometimes means knowing that you need to step away, that you need to stop feeding that situation with, with your energy because it brings negativity. Sometimes loving is is moving away. Sometimes loving is saying no. Um, sometimes, yeah, it's, it's not um, giving your energy to people necessarily. It's just uh, understanding where they were coming from in that moment. I like to think of love as accepting someone f- for them, for who they are, who they really are, and seeing their whole life and understanding all of the things that they've done as uh, the best that they could do in that moment with the information that they had. We we were all we're all trying to do our best. Nobody ever sets out to do something with bad intentions. They might they might do something that seems bad to us, but usually it's they do it out of fear of losing themselves somehow, um, or they do it out of yeah, usually out of fear. But but trying to see where people are coming from, even if they're where they're coming from is a really mistaken place or a place that was full of a lot of, um, you know, need for healing as well. Just having that compassion for those people um, that might have hurt us. And, and yeah, that's what love really is. It's just seeing people for who they are and understanding where they've come from. So I've been doing this with a bunch of things and I found that um, often I would have a, a bodily reaction um, when something triggered me, I might feel like I had a, a punch in the stomach or a, or a, um, or like my heart was closing over or I would feel like I wanted to hide or, or I don't know, run away, all that kind of fight or flight sort of responses. And that's where we need to pay most attention, I think, in that bodily experience. Um, <clears throat> it's... Uh, Something that I, I got a lot out of with with yoga, I found that um, noticing um, my my body and noticing how, where I was tense and where I was um, loose or where where I found it difficult to open um, was was a really amazing way of, of moving into that and asking my body why why are you feeling this tension here. What's that about? Why can't I move there? Why why won't I won't my chest open to open my heart? Why why was would my shoulders hunch forward like that? What's that uh, bodily reaction trying to tell me about that situation? And um, it's quite amazing what comes out of that. And I, I get a lot out of um, yoga practices, and I've got to recommend uh, the uh, it's a it's a short text, quite an old one called the Yoga Sutras of Patanjali. And they're amazing, really, really incredible. And if you come across a book called The Wisdom of Yoga by Stephen Cope, spelled C-O-P-E, um, that's really, really a special book on that on that subject, which has really helped me through this process. Um, it talks about really just uh, coming into presence 
an awareness of your thoughts and your emotions and and your body and understanding where you're feeling aversion, desire or delusion and how to uh, recognize those as, as negative desires or, or uh, sort of thoughts that you don't want to have. The only desire that you should have is for presence. And so that's basically just awareness of what you're feeling without judgment. So not desiring it to be different, not um, not wanting it to be this other way, not disliking what it is and uh, not living in the past or the future or some some you know external uh, some past feeling so if you've you've had a thought you've had you've been triggered by something and it's reminded you of the past and you're expecting that this situation is going to be a repeat of that that's a delusion so and uh yeah it's really a really great text to help understand this uh this way of coming into presence with your emotions and yeah just amazing so um, how I got to making this really an important part of my journey is because um, my path is Druidry and in Druidry we have three grades, uh, the Bard, the Ovate and the Druid. And uh, the Bard is about learning mythology and uh, storytelling and um, expressing your art through uh, your creativity, through connection to spirit, which is Arwen for us. Um, and then the ovate is about uh, divination practices, um, ritual, uh, symbolism, and that kind of magic work. And then the druid grade is about ethics, community, leadership, um, and, yeah, that kind of more philosophical uh, type of inquiry. And that's kind of where I'm at at the moment, looking into that druid grade uh, stuff I I've uh I've never I've never gone and completed any of the official courses like the a lot of people do the obod course with the bards oh sorry the order of bards ovates and druids but they just haven't quite spoken to me I've found that I just kind of naturally have been learning these things in my life and so at the moment my focus has been really on ethics and community and what it means for us to have a sense of unity because I, I feel like we can't we can't live in this bubble of spirituality we can't live in this world where everyone agrees with us and only speak to people who agree with us we have to if we're really to believe in some kind of unified idea of, of what it is to be a good person in the world we have to understand what that means for other people especially people who disagree with us and so this whole process has been, for me, part of that um, expanding out into uh, a more unified understanding of what ethics are and how all people, perhaps, there might be some kind of uh, unified idea of what, what ethics is. And that's just something I'm exploring. I'm not saying that there definitely is a way that we can all agree on because there's a lot of diversity out there. Um, what I'm saying is I'm just exploring outside of uh, my realms of familiarity. And so, yes, most recently for me, this journey of forgiveness has been in looking to religions that 
are not part of my belief structure. And one of the first ones that I've come across that I really needed to deal with was Christianity. Um, this was also part of healing the relationship with my mum, who's Christian, and has always really wanted me to go to church. She just feels that one day I'll just I'll just become a Christian and that'll be that'll be it for me. That I'll just convert and I'll see the light. But um, as much as I love you, mum, I'm not sure that that's how it's going to work for me. But we're, I'm still going along and I'm going to see what it's all about. So this is really about healing at the moment for me. It's about healing the negative emotions that I feel when I go to church with my mum. Um, when I first started going, it was probably about uh, maybe nine months ago, I guess, something like that. I started going along just with mum every now and then. And um, gosh, whenever they whenever they talked and when I heard the songs, it would just sit like a rock in me. And I, I had this wall up of suspicion and, um, gosh, a lot of negative feelings, rejection. Um, yeah, just I, I would sit there with a real, yeah, not not embracing any of the ideas. It really didn't sit well with me. It felt really negative and it took me a lot to try to throw love at that <laughs> I tell you it was really really hard and I think a lot of people will be aware of this kind of feeling like a lot of people in in pagan in neo-pagan traditions and nature spiritualities have often left the church with a feeling of um dissatisfaction or uh I, for me I felt I felt betrayed and I felt um coerced mainly and I felt like I was having something explained to me in words that didn't make sense to me. When I thought about it, I realized that these things that they were saying didn't ring true. And But I was having this experience of the divine. What, like So this was when I was at Christian camp when I was a kid. I'd go to these camps and I was like one day I'd had this pretty amazing experience of the divine, whatever that was, and they said, if you're feeling something today, come up to the front and you can talk to our you know, our leader about it. And I went up the front and he started saying things that I didn't understand, that were using words that didn't make sense to me. And and I started crying because it just didn't feel right. And uh yeah, and in that moment, I think that was when I decided it wasn't for me because there was something really special going on there in the connection with the divine, um, but I didn't feel that the words that they were using were at, were quite what I connected with. So what I found in going back to church is that, and, and understanding this wall that I've put up, is that it had a lot to do with these words and my understanding of what those words meant. And it's taken me a lot of optimism and exploration and a lot of questioning and facing my fears and trying to act with love to try to work out what people really mean when they say these words. And it's been quite amazing. I've found a lot of similarities and a lot of joyful moments of mutual understanding with people that I've met through the church 
And I've also come across some really interesting speakers. I, I talk a lot at the moment about a guy called Rob Bell who wrote a book called Love Wins and that just says it all for me. Love wins, you know, that's what it's about. And that's really what this talk is about because, uh, yeah, love is the thing that heals it all. So, yeah, listening to his talks has been really helpful for me. He talks about a lot of the words that are used in the Bible and looks at the the history of those words and how they were used at the time when the Bible was written um, and different time periods through the writing of the Bible and how it changed over time. And it's, uh, yeah, it's just fascinating and finding that new reading of how to look at the Bible and how to understand the things that were being said there has been so amazing for me um, to the point where I, I one day at, at the church, I just I felt the wall break in me and the tears just came out. It was really, really emotional and really spiritual and awesome. It was really nice. But for me, it was like, and, and people would say things, and I would think, you know what, whatever God is, whatever you're calling God and what I'm feeling is God, it never left me. It was, that's always been there, right? It's, it's the life force. It's the ineffable, amazing power of life that's in everything. And um, that's always been with me. And that's been my guide in everything that I've done. It's just that I never experienced it before using the words that they were using for it so I mean I'm not I haven't made complete sense of what's going on here but it was an emotional moment and it was a healing moment for me and I'm glad that it happened and um, I've really just enjoyed the whole process and I, I really hope that some people listening to this might oh, what just try try to heal that I guess I'm not suggesting anybody converts to Christianity I'm not converting to Christianity I'm just trying to heal it trying to because because that that negativity that we hold in ourselves when we reject something does nobody any good it only hurts ourselves more but when we step into something that we have that feeling for with love and a and a hope to heal something special happens and it's it's worth trying so yeah I think it's worth trying to find people that can be bridge builders for you as well people like Rob Bell and there's other authors as well that are talking about Christianity in different ways you don't need to go to the super evangelical people and try and understand it their way like find someone that's middle of the road somebody that that is going to um, create a, a doorway to more understanding not just offer you another wall of um you know their own rejection because then it needs to go both ways there needs to be a communication and a hope and an optimism for shared understanding so what i've felt in doing all of this is that there's there's some techniques that really helped me and um one of them was that I stopped trying to get other people to understand me. I realised that that wasn't important. What I wanted to do was understand them because I can't, I can't, it doesn't make sense to reject something if I don't understand it. That's crazy. We need to really understand something 
fully from the other person's perspective before we can make any judgment on it or even whether we should even at all. Um, But, yeah, so I went into this with just questioning and uh, saying to people, so what is it that you feel when you say that or how does that uh, get enacted in your life when you when you explain this concept or, or what does, what does that do for you? And, and just being really exploratory and looking for the, the emotional aspect of it and how it, how it was sort of without the words. Um, and, and I found that really interesting because those experiences, that Gnostic element of it is something that I know what that feels like in my experience as well. And trying to, uh, it's like becoming a translator of sorts, like a translator of spirituality. So there's this common experience and trying to understand the different languages that we use to explain that experience. And it's multifaceted. There's lots and lots of different experiences going on in there. They're taking that as um, that role as a translator, as somebody who's trying to see it from the other person's perspective is really, really helpful. Um, so yeah and having a a sense of optimism is really important I think rather than skepticism if we go into something expecting it to be um, negative or expecting uh, to find fault then that's that's not opening ourselves up to understanding that's just creating more walls we have to try to be optimistic and if that means saying yes this has triggered me yes, I'm putting up a wall, okay, I need to spend some time just processing that and trying to work out how I can come back to it again with love. That's what we need to do. So, <clears throat> um, yeah, so what I'm trying to talk about here is um, that this, there's this sort of sense of spirit, I guess, that's ineffable. There's this, there's a sense of something there that needs translating, that that has lots of different versions of ways of understanding it, that causes rifts between us, and and this can doesn't necessarily just have to be with spirituality. This can be with any situation. This can be you know between two people and their understanding of an argument that happened, or a, or um, like like one thing that I, I worked on a while ago was, was this feeling of being bullied. When um, I ended up having a conversation with someone who I thought was kind of bullying me and it turned out that they thought that they were just joking around, that it was just friendly and fun and that that was how you just, you know, interact with people. And we talked about it and we found out that that we just had very, very different families and different ways of... Um, interacting with our families and the ways that our family showed us love was really different. One would joke around and um, and maybe cut each other down to make sure each other, uh, you know, stayed stayed humble. That was how his family worked it. And my family would build e- build each other up and encourage each other and congratulate each other for achievements. So these two different ways of looking at the situation came together, and I felt offended. And he felt that I was being pompous. But then, you know, we, we went, okay, we're going to work this out. And it was really interesting when we saw that there were just two ways of being in the world that came together and 
both of us were trying to be good people, but it just didn't quite sit right. And that that optimism that there wasn't bad intention there, that neither of us were trying to be bad people, was really important in working that out. And it was really emotional and difficult, but it's something that I really value having done. It was amazing. So, yeah, I'm not really just talking about spirituality here. I'm talking about pretty much anything in our lives, like really any situation. It's worth trying to understand the what's been lost in translation, the different sides of the stories that come together to make that one thing. So, yeah, that's what I'm on about today. So I hope that you find some healing in your life by trying to throw a bit of love at that negative emotion, maybe um, doing a bit of yoga and trying to sense where it is in your body that you might be holding that energy and finding ways that you can open out to expand and understand more people and make your life better as a result because more and more understanding and compassion for other people is just the best thing and releasing all of that tension and negativity that we we hold in us is so so healing and really really worthwhile if uh, <clears throat> if you like what I've been talking about today you might also like to have a look at some of my jewelry which um, are kind of like affirmations for bringing things into your life um, I've done a lot of amulets recently about um, the ineffable and the, the divine that is through all spiritual paths um, that are, and our experience of that mystery. And I, I feel that um, these amulets are kind of like an affirmation of something that we're working on at any moment. And I really love working with them and I hope you'll come and have a look at them too because I love to share them with you. So um, my website is www.forestspiritjewelry.com and jewelry there is spelled j-e-w-e-l-r-y um i'd love to hear from you as well if you have any comments about what i've been talking about or if you'd like to share your healing journey with me i am happy to um talk or to uh, share some ideas uh, complete confidentiality um but I, I think this is a conversation that's worth keeping going about our healing journeys. And, uh, yeah, I'd love to hear any questions or, or stories. So you can contact me through the website or you can send me an email to forestspiritjewelry at gmail.com. And, yeah, thanks for listening. I hope you like the next one. Um, the next one coming up is a interview with Kat Ellis McIntyre, who's a shamanic astrologer, and that's going to be really exciting. So thanks for listening. See you next time.